Welcome to episode 27 of the Exit Tangent Quarantine Dispatch. Hang on a second, I have to see if you're wrong. Do you have to? Yes. <laughs> it's very important that you not say the wrong na- the wrong episode number at the beginning. It's uh, 26. Welcome to episode 28 of the Exit Tangent. All right, excellent. <laughs> I'll just say what, uh, the number is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, <laughs> and you will just splice it. To form whatever episode number you so desire. This is episode three nine. <laughs> I, I, I missed I missed the episode number right now. It's like the it's like the phone trees. It's like uh, or, or like you know the, the automated voices where it's like your security code is three nine eight. From, from what I've heard, being a physics uh, PhD at MIT is a fucking nightmare. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you want to hear a funny story, actually? So in my last year up, um, so it was, my, it was a year up that, uh, that I got because uh, I asked my, my, my actual physics advisor to, you know, like a work in his group um, for like my senior year. So uh, the grad student I was working with, he at some point in the year, like he, he had like a stack of like papers and on each paper was like, I guess like a different like nuclear physics or particle physics like concept with like short description, maybe like a drawing of a figure or some numbers, calculations or whatever. And it's like a fat stack of this. It's like each paper he like, you know, in big letters and stuff, he drew it on there. And I asked him what it was. And apparently it's like to study for his um, either for his oral exam or his quals. It might have been for his oral. And uh, so he can like become an official PhD student. And I was like, so what, what we're going to do is like, oh, well, uh, someone I know like did the same thing, but he like had taped like, I guess, all of these papers all over his kitchen. So that <laughs> he, he had like, a whenever Pepe he would, like, board of physics. No, I, yeah, exa- that's, that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. And it's like whenever he like go into his kitchen, um, this guy would go into his kitchen. He would just like see all this stuff and he'd just be there with his coffee. He's like, yep. And try to just take it all in. <laughs> And I don't know if, like... Absorb the um, physics. I don't know if this particular grad student I was working with did that, but he had it in the office, in our office. So it was just there, like, and sometimes he would, like, go through it. But that kind of, like, that kind of rattled me. That sounds um, terrible. And I guess I'm fortunate that I don't have to do that here at UT because they don't have... There, there's an oral, but it's mostly... It's just, like, you present on, like, whatever research that you have been working on. Yeah. But we don't have quals. Yeah, I mean, like, when I was reading that tech article about about how it sucks to be a physics person at MIT. <laughs> um, like, it, what, what struck me about it, and, and about, like, this sort of, like, tendency of PhD programs, like, throughout the country, is that they expect you to be, to have this general knowledge of physics, like, a very deep general knowledge, you know, which is kind of an oxymoron. Um, and it doesn't make any sense. It's completely f- antithetical to the idea of getting a PhD in the first place. It's like, I'm getting, it's like you're pursuing a PhD to do sort of esoteric research in a very spe- specific fields of, of whatever. And, but, but, you know, in the first two years, they're like, how about we just throw everything at you for no reason? Like just basically it's hazing. Like there's no, there's no actual <laughs> like practical purpose to studying for quals during, uh, during your PH during the first couple years of your PhD. Like you should be like, ideally just spending that time, like looking through labs, uh, trying to figure out like which one you want to work for and do research and like pick a thesis topic and all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, start to 
start to do the beginnings of melding together what your thesis may become in the future. Um, but then you have to like play this like dumb fucking game of like, oh, but what do you know about like this thing that you haven't like thought about except like maybe in one class you took an undergrad and it's like, that doesn't like, why, why does this, why do I have to be subjected to this? It's like, oh, but you know, everyone else has done it. It's like, well, yeah, but that's what they say about like, I don't know, eating a live goldfish or jacking off into a coffin. Like this isn't something, this isn't something that like, just because it's something that people have done before it means that like it has any sort of like valid reason to continue. Note, to, note to self. Do I have to ask if you're speaking from experience? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Are you speaking from experience? No, this is something that the Skull and Bone <laughs> Society allegedly does. Oh, okay. All right. Ah, those rascals. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I concur. I agree. Um, I mean, I also saw that article, but like also like as like uh, someone who was an undergrad physics major um, at MIT, like there there was like a lot of discussions, some like uh, town halls and things like that that have like talked about it, and even like undergrads and even grad students alike like also agree that quals suck and should like be done away with not just because like well for one it is yeah it is another added stressor to like just like oh you're already doing a phd yeah it sucks to be you but um but also like yeah that time should be uh, for trying to find a group that yeah you identify with and might want to spend the rest of your um you know career as like a phd student so having to spend the first two years or so just like stressing for for these exams is pretty uh, not cool. Um, that was like I guess the one team that U- UT like uh, in, you know enticed me with, other than the fact that they were the, one of two schools that <laughs> accepted me. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> a pretty good choice. reason to go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the funny thing. All right, so I am taking like one core class. Like you know we have to do four core classes, and I, it's I think the same thing like everywhere. Um, one of them I'm doing right now is quantum and I, you know, was stressing because I might've told you guys before, but QFT, no, no quantum, just regular quantum. Okay. I have QFT. I have that, that I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing the take home final for that right now. I, you know, think I'm going to get an A in the class if I don't screw up the last problem. Um, I think mostly because everyone or like half, more than half the class kind of bombed the, the midterm. Um, and I didn't. <laughs> nice um but um but but quantum's like a core class and we've only had before last week we've only had two p sets in the entire semester um no midterms no anything that sounds like a grad uh, class yeah so we got our last p set and i didn't know if this was a final or a p set but i think it's i'm pretty sure it's a p set and then that's it and then i'm done with that core class without having to take a final which is great but also means that I think from now on, quantum will be like, has turned from like something that I like was, you know, kind of understood to something like, great, well, <laughs> throw that out of the window um, just because of how it was taught. It was also taught by uh, Nobel Prize winner Steven Weinberg. Mm. Uh, like really, really important, really famous guy has also like, why did he receive, that, you know, why did he receive the Nobel Prize? He got it in uh, conjunction with, like, two other people um, because of, uh, like, a theory that he formulated. Um, I, I believe it was uh, – I'll check real quick. But I believe it was the electroweak theory. Um, oh, I am uh, typing on – As opposed to the strong the, – sorry, the swole theory? Oh, 
good god you are you sound you sound like a physics major with like the dumbass jokes you're making <laughs> uh, I, I i i i uh that's not really like a more of a dig at you it's more of a dig at uh physics majors but you are physics. a physics major <laughs> yeah but like i i you're the cool maybe one the, for, for the, for the like first the other <laughs> <physics majors. laughs> for, for for the all these the fake first, physics like, maybe, majors out there posers for the first like maybe like two years or whatever i was like really into it but then like after a while i just kind of like it's just the same things over and over again and you're just kind of like what's What's a pun that you can get, like, what's, like, the dumbest pun that you can make um, that actually isn't funny um, that is related to physics? And then people make it. So it's, like, dad jokes, but for, like, a very limited subset of topics. Exactly. Mm. So, I don't know. I've, they're, they're, it, I do laugh at some physics memes, but they've got to be, I, I guess at this point, they, they either have to be pretty esoteric for some dumb reason, or they need to be, like, extremely... Um, like, either it has to be Simpsons related or surreal. One of those two. It, it's got to be one of those two. I had a really shitty joke that I that I made like uh, freshman year of of, of uh, MIT, um, where I said, "Did you know that the German word for scoreboard is eigenvalue?" <laughs> um. uh. <laughs> That's a very small audience for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess real quickly with the Weinberg stuff. Yeah, yeah. He like he and. Uh, Two other people, um, yeah, they got it because they had, like, formulated a theory uh, that unified um, the weak force and the E&M force, um, which is very, very, very significant, um, you know, well, maybe maybe you don't know. I don't know why Nerds. I'm saying Nerds. Ah, fuck. I, I don't know if I want to get into it because it is really fascinating, but also uh, I have no idea if, like, it is, you know, interesting to you all. Well, I was going to bring up the theme or the the point of this show episode, which is nine questions I came up with. Oh, okay. okay. To let's, keep let's you on your toes. It. Yeah. As opposed to the right. unified weak electromagnetic theory. Oh, my God. Was that the first question? <laughs> <laughs> the first Just explain, explain the unified weak and electromagnetic theory. The first question is actually the last question on your take home final. Oh, to. Oh. <laughs> I have to learn group theory for this. Oh, like I, I well continue like Lie algebra group. I don't well, whatever. It's it's pronounced Lee. I, see, see, see. That's how that's how that's how uh, disconnected I am from Matt these days. I didn't I even think, know it was pronounced I, Lee. I thought it was pronounced Lie. I think it's Lee. I think it's Lee. It might be Lie. I wouldn't I be surprised it if it was pronounced Lee because oh my god, these fucking names. I, no, no, no. It might be like you know what. I, I have no idea. Um, this might be something that, uh, like, actual mathematicians, like, know. Um, and, you know, if anyone can find out, I'm not going to I'm not gonna look it up. Please, I'm just please be email us at exotangent at example.com. <laughs> All right. Ready for question one? Yeah. You are walking through the zoo one day and stop to take a look at the silverback gorilla exhibit. Accidentally... You fall two stories into the small water pond below into the silverback gorilla zoo enclosure. As you stand up, you see the alpha male come out of his cave. What do you do? Are all of them like this? No. Okay. <laughs> are, are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Okay. Noah, you first. Um, am, am, I a, am I a two-year-old baby? <laughs> Is the gorilla's name Harambe? <laughs> no, you are. You are as you are now. I am me. Okay. 
Uh, hmm. This is tricky. I, I feel like I feel like silverbacks can have a real wide range of personalities. Like the the zoos that I've attended, the gorillas are either like super friendly and will like sit by the glass and like just chill, or they'll just be like raging across the entire enclosure. So you'd so attempt could, to uh, communicate with this gorilla. So it could be a roll of the dice, but I would say try to present myself as friendly, you know, relaxed, open posture, be you know, non-aggressive, just be like, what's up? All right. And hopefully not die. <laughs> Any other tips? Any other strategies? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I could try to like, I don't know, obscure myself with gorilla scent. Like if there's like a, like some clumps of gorilla fur. That might actually you know, be like, bad like, if it's like a rival gorilla. That might make that, it worse. Mm, that's true. Oof, that could make it's it like worse. there's like a there's like a there's like a yellow puddle next to you, and you're like, I'm gonna you know roll on, you know all over it, you know, to try to like acquire this scent. Um, but it turns out it wasn't the gorilla piss; it was actually uh, the zookeeper piss. Because <laughs> when the zookeeper like doesn't think anyone's like watching, they just like go in the middle of the night and they just kind of like you know do their business there. But the gorillas know; they know. They know. <laughs> All right. Any other statements on that, or should I move to the next one? Um, I would, I would, uh, I would approach the gorilla with uh, with tact and offer to be its campaign manager for president. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, Harambe got fifteen thousand votes, so imagine what an alive gorilla would oh, get. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my goodness! I forgot about that. I don't know. If it were me, I'd actually take Noah's advice even a step further and actually get my my D twenty and. Roll it, you know, right in front of, <laughs> of the gorilla, and and to see what I do, right? Yeah. I roll a d twenty for, um, you know, for communicating with it. Um, if I get a twenty, obviously I'd be able to communicate it through sign language, even though I have no I, absolute idea of any signage at all. But I'd be able to do it perfectly without even knowing, right? Of course, if it's a d one, I'd you know look like a complete idiot, almost doing like like. Uh, Naruto, uh, you know, ninjutsu stuff, and then get my face absolutely smashed by the gorilla. Uh, <laughs> but just your face. So everything else. Ju- is just, fine. just my face. Everything else is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I was thinking that you were like rolling to attack, and I was going to say, uh, it turns out the gorilla has an armor class of twenty-five. <laughs> More nerd <laughs> jokes for for the podcast. <laughs> you know, I actually haven't ever played D and D. I was like the. Uh, the the, so, the 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 summer after like our freshman year ended, so like I guess so the first summer I guess people stayed at MIT. Yeah. Uh, my GRT was gonna do a D and D campaign with some people from my hall, and I wanted to join. He made a character for me. We all talked. Like, um, my friend gave me like bought me some dice from Pandemonium in Central. Yeah. And uh, and I couldn't I couldn't go to any of the sessions because <laughs> I, I I like ended up being too busy and I was extremely pissed at that fact and so I've never played D and D so I was like interested when you guys were playing it last year it was uh, it was um, yeah it was the summer of 2019 yeah so that's when I was living on your hall yeah yeah that that was a that was a good time I played a libertarian rogue <laughs> yep. <laughs> It was a good time. A little bit outside your normal wheel, wheelhouse of politics. Yeah. 
All right, so I think you'd all die against the gorilla. The next question. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is: Millennials are known for being serial killers. They've killed the thirty-year mortgage. They've killed buying new cars. What will the Gen Z or Zoomers kill? Sincerity. Uh, true, true crime podcasts. <laughs> uh, they'll absolutely kill true crime podcasts. It's like one of the worst things that have ever graced like this planet. You mean is serial a true crime podcast? Uh, it's kind of like a a, a highbrow crime podcast. But is it true crime? Oh uh, yeah, they bring up actually true crimes and mm. discuss. But like, I think what Hector's getting at is like the sea upon sea of of lowbrow like. And the husband found her eating the garden plants, and he killed her. It's like it's like what? The? <laughs> like there's like a few things. It's like there's like the Onion did a podcast that was basically a spoof of 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 these true crime podcasts. I, I think they did a really good job of, of, of you know parroting it. But also like the reason I say it is because I I was listening to there's like a podcast I listened to from like a, some like a physicist who like does like podcasts with talking to like just people in general, some scientists and philosophers or whatever. And then sometimes like he like interrupted for like, you know, say like this podcast is like sponsored by it, whatever. And then I think sometimes in some episodes he's like brought up this specific, like, I guess, I don't know, podcast company or whatever that I guess is turning out this, uh, true crime series. And I listened to like the trailer for it and it was just awful. Uh, some people it's their guilty like, pleasure, you know? You know, some people. I've heard, of, I've, I've heard that it's like a guilty pleasure, but like these. I mean, these people are probably as guilty as the people that that, that kill oh in God. these uh, true crime projects. I'm changing <laughs> one of the questions. Oh, right. oh okay. Mm. Excellent. Right. Well, okay. Well, that's that's my you know you know my thing. The, uh, what, the, what is everyone else's? The thing. Well, the thing about that is like um, with the with the true crime is like as police become more unpopular, that may be the case as well. Um, you know, you, you like, like I think, like you know, I don't want to like talk about this too much because we talked about this kind of stuff in a lot of detail uh, many months ago. Um, but there was a there was another uh, police murder that happened, uh, murder by the hands of a police officer that happened recently. And like you know, I'm probably as that happens more often, people are going to be less interested in hearing about like, oh, the criminals did the bad things, and like because people sort of I think have a a, a, a more nuanced sense of criminal justice in america but who knows hmm. i was looking up uh that but i don't know much about that can you tell us well do you want to go into more no, detail or? i don't okay <laughs> all right yeah true crime true crime cops edition <laughs> bad boys and bad just like, boys watch it it's there's no episodes that's it <laughs> i will say you should look into for the, the reason, uh, because it's kind of questionable in its nature, uh, Live PD is like a, a oh, more I've, modern I've, version I've of cops. Probably, I, I don't know if I mentioned on the on the show before, but I Live PD sometimes like does because um, I guess like maybe in episodes of Live PD they like show like different cities or yeah. right. They like occasionally show uh, Mission Texas, which is like where you grew up, where I'm from. Yeah, I mean this, this is where I live. Um, which is so I just like sometimes like I just on Facebook maybe I just like oh Life PD oh, Mission Texas great oh. awesome thank you Hector's great out job. here doxing himself all right well I don't care I would love to go into Mission Texas um, but I'll do the question I just changed which is now your guilty pleasure during COVID question mark oh my god Hector first 
Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I want to be honest about this or not. You can be fake. It's okay. Everyone's fake. Uh, or you can pretend kinda, to be. I kind of I want to say it, but I, I mean, I shouldn't really be ashamed. Maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, just out with it. Out with Shame it. is a social construct, Hector. Uh, Come on. Do it. So I like I think just because of of Twitter I like had happened across like VTubers if you know what that is I don't know what that is it's just um, like imagine someone um, with like a three D character and they I guess like have a setup where they can like move themselves but the character on the screen also moves oh okay. Yeah, except imagine it's like that, uh, but it's anime. Okay. Girls. And what are they and doing? That's like pretty much whatever. They're just dancing, talking. Uh, no, no, no. Well, like they like play games or like do whatever. It's like whatever it is. So you've got like, like Hatsune Miku doing a let's play. Well, you can think of it like that. Yeah, pretty much. Except these are like real people. They like these are like live streams, basically. Um, so people do it in real time. I think, and the I think in the past like week. Or like I think when like when Thanksgiving like happened, I like saw it on Twitter, and it just like made me laugh. And then I started like watch one video. Oh, you were hooked. Well, well, I watched one video, and all of a sudden my YouTube um, oh. like front page just got absolutely wrecked. And almost like every single recommendation was just like different VTuber personalities. The first and one's I was, free. Like, well, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I hate was, like, when YouTube does that shit. It's so annoying. It's like. I watched one video about something, you know, like out in the whatever zone. And then they're like, you want to watch this for the rest of your life? Is that what I heard? <laughs> yeah. 99% of the time I can't stand it because I just need to watch one random unrelated thing that I don't yeah. ever need to see again. But it does come in handy for like two weeks. One summer, I got really into container ships <laughs> and like I stumbled across one of these videos on YouTube and then my entire feed was all videos about container ships and it was blissful. Yeah. I got, I got into watching speed running type videos recently, which is like a huge waste of time. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it, it can be interesting, especially like the summoning salt videos where like he, he sort of, uh, uh them yeah. as if it's the most important thing in the world where it's like, and nobody thought that, 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 that <laughs> anyone could beat 41 minutes and 12 seconds. Until <laughs> April 2008, somebody came in with four, 41 minutes and 11 seconds and 59 frames, and it blew the community apart. Everyone was going absolutely crazy, and it was just nobody could understand anything. And that was, and then it shows like some grainy like VHS footage of like <laughs> of a speedrunner of like Dark Souls or whatever. Yeah, and it, and yeah. it's playing the same, and it plays the same home song every time. And it's like, I know it's going to happen, but <laughs> the shit still gets you. All right. Any other guilty pleasures? Yeah. I, I guess I can go, I can go next. Um, do I have any guilty? Oh, I've been binging Netflix series. And I just went through BoJack Horseman again. And the funny thing about Netflix is that it just starts another episode, like immediately after you finish one. And so one time I had an obligation uh, not long after work, oh. and um, 
and I looked up at the clock and I'm like, oh, okay, I got, I got 20 minutes left, which is about one episode. And then I like blinked and it was like an hour and a half later. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> uh, and I completely missed it. But, you know, it's COVID. Time, doesn't, time isn't real. You know, they skip over the credits when they do that. It's very disrespectful to the gaffer and the third cinematographer and all, that, all, the, all the people that came together to make that film. It's a, it's a very dehumanizing process. <laughs> Netflix is laughing on their pile of money. Yeah. Oh, actually, another boom tangent about Netflix. Because um, I forgot to mention it to you all. Uh, did you see that Dave Chappelle show was removed from Netflix? Why is that? So, so when I was talking to you guys about Dave Chappelle some time ago, or it was like last month, right? And I was like, oh, this is so good. This is a good show. I mean, I've only seen clips of it, but I saw the it's an entirety. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, almost like a couple of days after I had finished it, um, it was just gone, right? I didn't notice it was gone. I saw on Twitter, like, the day that it was gone, it was, like, Dave Chappelle, like, had asked Netflix to remove it because they didn't ever ask him about it. They kind of just, like, put it on Netflix, I guess, because there was, like, some right stuff. Oh. But he does he, but he, he does specials. He does specials on Netflix, and, like, that's, like, actually where some of his most recent, like, comedy stand-ups have been on. I think Sticks and Stones was the one that came out last year. Yeah, he's, he had, like, um, six specials in the past couple of years. Uh, right, which have gotten and a lot of uh, controversy for various reasons. When we'll just, yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel that's like a topic for like a good topic for another time. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, so so because of that, because they have this relationship with Netflix, he was like, you know, I asked them because I was very upset that they had put it on Netflix. So I, I talked to a Netflix, like Mr. Netflix. Um, I am very upset that you put uh, my old show on, on on your platform. And Netflix was like, you're right. Um, we, you, know, we're, you know, we're sorry that we did this, you know, without talking to you about this. And they just removed it. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to, like, th- the very interesting thing about um, that specific incident, I hadn't heard about this before. This is the first time hearing about this. Is that, like, the, the, like, there is a whole, like, mythos about the Chappelle show and, like, the sort of, like, um, like 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 the the like behind the scenes like network executive bullshit that yeah. he had to deal with uh like the the weird like fate of the third season of that show and then his eventual uh self-imposed exile to South Africa um and so like i can imagine that <laughs> that like something like that would be a very sensitive uh subject for him even like i don't know 17 or so years later um so that that's interesting that that that's sort of came up again that like some someone else was like hey you put this on netflix and he's like what the fuck yeah it's, it's funny because i when i watched the third season right it was like i watched the three episodes but he wasn't on there and then it was over and i was like what and then and then yeah i looked it up um and i was like i saw what happened in the background in the first episode of the third season they actually joke about it like him not being there they're like he's like hey where's dave and then uh, i guess one of the writers i guess who shows up it was like oh you hear he went to south africa and i was like I thought that was like a really random like like line. I was like, okay, sure, I'll just like t- you know take it and move on. But no, yeah, yeah, as you said, like he had gone to South Africa, um, and that's what actually had happened at the time. Um, but, but anyway, uh, yeah. So this is one thing I wanted to you know bring up because it was just uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I, I I heard about that. He he did. Uh, a stand-up show where he talked about it, and I, I, I saw a clip of that show on YouTube, and he's saying how he appreciates that Netflix actually listened to him, and I think he ha- ha- you know holds them in higher regard than a lot of the other network companies. 
and that he has no ownership over his show. So whoever has the rights to it or however that works can put it on and he can't do anything about it. Uh, and I mean, it is pretty impressive that Netflix actually had the decency to do that. Although the fact that they kind of went ahead with it without thinking in the first place is at least somewhat questionable, but I mean, it's certainly more than what a lot of media companies probably would do. Yeah. And, and like the whole, um, concept of like intellectual property rights is such a clusterfuck. That's like, and I, that's an episode that I would like to do in the future. Um, and like, you know, like, like, like you'll hear about shit, like the fact that like the Stephen Colbert character is owned by Viacom CBS or Viacom, not by CBS, or maybe there's a merger or something. Somebody owns the rights to the Stephen Colbert character. And so he's not, so Stephen Colbert, the person is not allowed to do the character of Stephen Colbert from the Colbert report on the CBS late night show that he hosts. Like that was a whole issue at the beginning of the, of the show that he was like, Oh, I can't do myself playing myself, uh, a character that has the same name as me. Um, and the same face. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's just this kind of uh, ridiculous situation where like, like, you know, you would think that the person who is the person who has the name uh, would have the rights to their own character, but then you, you get some shit of like, Oh, I sold the rights to whatever. And, you know, then there's the other thing about how, like, Michael Jackson had the rights to all of the Beatles songs, or at least the Lennon yeah, McCartney yeah. songs, for a long time. And it's like, why wouldn't the people who wrote the fucking songs have the rights to this? What? Uh, anyway, yeah. Fun fact. Dane Cook and Dave Chappelle once had a contest to see who could do the longest endurance stand-up routine at a club called Laugh Factory, Sunset Strip. Who, who, who won? Um, Dave, Dane Cook... Uh, really? Initially had a oh. record there. Dave Chappelle beat it with three hours and 50 minutes. And then okay. he beat it himself again at six hours and 12 minutes. Cook reclaimed with a, a time of seven hours in January 2008. Uh, and Chappelle tried to break it again, but then stopped. How much of that is just like shitty crowd work? <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure. Like it, half I of feel it's also just like, like almost like half of it has got to be like D- uh, Dane Cook just like ripping from like other people's. Like jokes, yeah. He's sure. doing a greatest hits Stand compilation up. of other people's of other people. greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. seven hours—that's ridiculous to just riff. I feel like words begin to lose it's, their meaning at that point. Well, you, you know, another you know sort of seven-hour riff that is is uh, you know may or may not be useful. The filibuster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just something that reminded me of that. Next, I don't question. think I could monologue that long on. Polit- yeah, yeah. Imagine if politicians like one of the requirements of them having to filibuster is that they have to they have to have jokes in there. Stand up routine. They have to. It's a stand up routine. Yeah. They have to that, have. They have to have a tight five hours. <laughs> oh my god! Just imagine like uh, that imp- somehow improving. Congress, because uh, people like have to be funny. If not, like people are actually going to pelt them. You know what would with, improve uh, Congress even more? Getting rid of the filibuster, and maybe the Senate also. Um, hey, I didn't hey, say that. Uh, those are some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> what would they do with the room? What would they do with the room? Maybe they would hold like give it to homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much people I mean, love sleeping in, night, in fancy old chairs. 
It's a better use for it. Well, yeah. they could change the furniture. <laughs> they could use it for bake sales. Uh, I mean, they were, tra- uh, the they were bake sales trying for, to cra- bake sales for the bake sales for the CIA. Yeah, well, they were already trying to crowdfund the fucking transition when when uh, when, when Trump oh, was refusing sh- to do that stuff. So, so you know, we just we just <laughs> yes. have a crowdfunded government, and we just do bake sales. Well, if you think about it, taxes are. Like it was a it was a weird like uh, mixed messaging that the Biden campaign, the Biden Kamala campaign, was like having these like uh, like young girls like selling like weed cookies to people. Uh, in front of uh, like in front of supermarkets in order to fund their transition team when they're like not for like weed legalization it was really wait really, is this really a real bizarre. thing that actually happened no no oh, okay no. Jesus Christ <laughs> sorry my bad he ate the onion <laughs> all right next question <laughs> the Girl Scouts are getting into edibles of course they no, are not the Girl Scouts but the people that they sell them to I guess. They're selling. You know, weed? they're selling edibles to Girl Scouts. <laughs> no, 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 Girl Scouts no, are selling. No, no, Girl Scouts. No, the Girl Scouts are selling the edibles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll move you know, on. I, I would imagine that it has to like up their sales. <laughs> I will not let you move on. I, t- I mean, like, no, well, that like was, that was are already <laughs> probably into thinments enough. Like this, this is some serious potential right here. <sighs> Cause people to fucking overdose on THC. <laughs> All right, it's not even possible. What is your bedtime these days? And do you dream? Do you care about what your dreams mean? Do you dream? Do you feel? All right, (laughs) Adrian, go first. Um, I don't know. I go to bed around 11, um, like maybe 1030 if I'm not doing anything important or whatever. Um, yeah. Cause I get up at like 730 ish. Um, cause I, I work from home starting at eight. Um, do I dream? Yes. I have dreams sometimes. Well, I think everyone has dreams every night. Um, but it's just like a matter of whether you can remember the dream the next day. Um, and sometimes I do. And then sometimes if it's like compelling enough, I'll write it down. I'm not going to read it cause that's fucking stupid. Um, but Ooh. <laughs> drama. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I have, I also have dreams in the, in the, in the other sense, you know, who oh, doesn't big, big picture dreams. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like the, I wish song in a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's for, that's for another time. Next, next, next show, maybe. Uh, anyone else have dreams, or, or do you have just a black darkness from whenever you fall asleep to when you wake up? I'll assume that you have black darkness <laughs> and nothing. I just else. don't know which of you know where to go first. That's why. I, um, I, I dream semi frequently, but I rarely remember any of it. But right. I feel like they're usually weird, and I like I don't like see their connection to my life whatsoever. Like they tend to just be kind of random, and I know I, I can't Un- parse unrelated. It. All right, above my pay grade. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get an oracle under <laughs> under your service. And Hector, yeah, I I definitely do. Well, as far as the bedtime goes, it it just depends on. Uh, usually it's like maybe like uh, two, p.m. a.m. maybe. Um, because like my, like I, like my classes start in the afternoon, mm. uh, or like, like my first one is really like, like at three or 4 PM. So 
I can stay up to whenever, I guess. It's usually just, like, whenever I see myself, like, nodding, going like that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just, I'll just sleep. And it could be 5 a.m. in the morning or, or, or midnight, maybe. I, it is whatever. Whenever it happens, I'll just go to sleep. Um, as far as dreams, uh, yeah, I, I, like, dream, like, I would say every day. And they're pretty vivid dreams, so, like, I can definitely remember them. Um, I was going to actually tell Hadrian, but I forgot to message him. I think, like, last week I had, like, a dream where I was trying to practice one of the songs that we're, we're like making right now and i was doing it in my like in my dream and i was like trying to figure out the next part because that's actually what i'm doing right now <laughs> uh and it was extremely bizarre especially because i was like hearing it i was like hearing the song or i was hearing a song and i was trying to play it on my dream guitar i guess and i was just like why why doesn't it match and it was just because i had you know i had headphones and i was like listening to music you know to go to sleep um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of times where I'm like in the dream and if I'm listening to like, I'm listening to music and it's, a lot of it's like ambient, like specific, like amb- al- ambient albums that I, that I have. And, uh, and so I'm in the dream and like things are happening, but then I hear the music. I'm like, the music is like the soundtrack of the dream, I guess. So it's just like pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I have, I've had like musical stuff like in, in my dreams and like, if it's interesting enough, I'll like wake up and try to pull up the voice memos app as quickly as possible and try to dictate it into my phone, uh, which is tough, um, especially that early in the morning. I'm not like warmed up vocally, so sometimes yeah, I'll hear myself groggy, back, yeah. and it's like I can't even distinguish the notes that I'm <laughs> that, that 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 I like ostensibly should be like hearing. It's just like it all sounds like the same note, but like slightly different. It's like, <laughs> okay, I didn't Bill words make like a monotone song or something it was just like one single note i think <laughs> it was like it was i don't know if it was called the worst song ever or something like that i don't remember what it was. There, there i think there might be a couple of that it was like this is not a song i did not write it you cannot sing it you did not just hear it i don't know like because it was like a video that it showed just like the the the, the, the sheet music and it was just like it was like Oh, yeah. Note, and it was just like a bunch of like, uh, it was like very staccato stuff. And then it was like some pauses. Oh, yeah. I was like, write a tune that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, t- yeah, it does. Okay. All right. I had that um that dream song experience as a kid once. This was before uh, I had a smartphone. And so to record this tune, because I wanted to remember it, I, I wrote it down. But like the like, do, 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 like <laughs> kind of write it down. Like, right. so like I, I look at this later and it's just completely incomprehensible to me for obvious reasons. Subliminally, it might actually be Morse code messages that your brain is trying to impart onto you. Hmm. And it's also like you read back the Morse code. It's also just do, 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 do. <laughs> it's just like a recursive like Morse code that just like goes on and on. Yeah, oh it's, it reads out dash dot dash dot dot dash. <laughs> Which, oh my goodness <laughs> but anyways as far as like going to bed um i, I will i will mention something um that that i think is vaguely interesting i don't know we'll find out after i say it um which is that like when i like early on in college like i would go to bed at like you know four or five in the morning like i'd watch the sunrise with people or whatever we were doing diffy cues um on, on your hall hector um, like we would, we would like start the piece set at like midnight and then turn it in at five or whatever, which was weird. Um, but I think like by the time that senior year rolled around, like 
I, I sort of like stopped doing that personally. Like maybe, maybe I'm just like secretly a morning person at heart uh, because I was getting up like naturally at like 9 a.m. and I didn't even have class until like 11 or 12. Um, and so it's just like that wasn't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I'll end my time. <laughs> I yield my time. Uh, but, uh, Vice President Biden, you have 30 minutes left. No, I yield my time. <laughs> oh, oh. I uh, went into a test drive of an SUV at Toyota in Bern- Bernardi Toyota of Framingham last week. And I thought the car was right for me for what I, for what I need. And uh, a few nights later, I had a dream. Uh, I like materialized on a, in a large parking lot and wherever I saw it was parking lot for as far as the eye could see. And the sky was purple, like deep purple, which I didn't quite understand. But there was a and full you were there, but you weren't you. I was there, but it wasn't quite <laughs> me. And there was a full moon out. And that's all I could perceive. And then I like walked forward to the parking lot and then there was like rows of cars that like appeared and I realized I was at the dealership that I had visited to get, test drive the car. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is some next level advertisement. I did not know that they could do this. Um, but then there was like a guy I met there and he was throwing rocks into a lake, which was nearby, which I didn't know there was a lake there. And, uh, and he's like, you want the car, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then my dream ended and then I bought the car five days later. Did the did the car deal? Did the guy at the dealership like hand you any drinks or anything? Like, oh, you want some water? Like, the paper was sticky. I think he might have laced it with something because <laughs> they were all wearing gloves, and I don't think it was for COVID. Mm. But um, so be careful about those uh, some I don't know some sort of chemical advertisements they might be putting on you next time you're at the store. All right, now we know what Black Mirror season six has in store for <laughs> us. Yeah, so keep your eyes out. All right, next question. Um. This is probably because I, I just bought a car. But number six here is biggest purchase you expect making in your life. So even if you haven't made this purchase yet, what is the biggest single purchase you expect to make in your human life? All right, we're a bunch of uh, anti-materialists here. Not buying anything. <laughs> a really nice melon from like one of those Japanese markets. A $400,000 melon. For most people, it's a house. Yeah. For the sheer majority of Americans. What I was going to say is that, like, I've considered, like, moving out into wherever land. The thing is, I hate the outdoors, um, and I don't have a driver's license. So, like, the practicality of that is pretty is pretty sus. Like, unless I, like, suddenly become friends with Mother Nature, um, like, that's probably not going to happen. But it does, it, it is something that I, I sort of entertain the possibility of every now and then. And so, like, yeah, buying that property or whatever it would be. Um, would definitely be the largest purchase that I would make. Um, For me, uh, it would probably be a, like, not a life-size statue, but it'd be, like, a a little bit larger than life-size statue of uh, Batman from the 1997 movie Batman and Robin, the one that George Clooney, where he plays Batman. You know, the Batman that has, like, the protruding nipples on, on the suit. <laughs> like, it's, like, part of the suit design Why? Uh, for him and Robin. They just, like, they just, like, have these, uh, uh, you know, you know bare nipples on the suit. Would it be made themselves. of, like, solid platinum or something? Why is it so expensive? 
Oh, it's just like it's like you know carved out of like I don't know marble or something. Mm. Um, Where would you it's place like, it? You know, <laughs> Michelangelo's Batman. <laughs> would you? Would yeah. you? <laughs> Michelangelo's Batman. Would you oh, replace? Would, place it? would you replace like, a Christopher Columbus statue with it? What Christopher Columbus statues? I thought they'd been toppled by this point. Well, yeah, but what are you gonna put there? You know, you need a new statue, I guess, or you, or you don't. Just yeah, get yeah. a, just get a, you know, put a statue of a duck. <laughs> it probably has, it has like more of an influence in Boston than Columbus ever did. Um, yeah, it, it should be. Yeah, in the north end, there should be a statue of a, of a goose attacking a person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like in memoriam, but nothing else. No other words. <laughs> just the words in memoriam. Is it of the yeah. goose or the person? <laughs> it's of the action. It's like it's like at Harvard that they have a statue, but it's not of John Harvard, but they say it's of John Harvard. Um, it's like that, I, I like that, that. It's it's interesting when you like first go to Harvard as like a tourist or whatever, or like even not even as a tourist. Like maybe just like a, some you know maybe you're a college student there. You're just like oh wow, that's an interesting fact. And then it immediately just becomes like the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Like, why do these fucking idiots like have this statue here? What um, it should be is a goose place. attacking the actual <laughs> Reverend John Harvard. <laughs> my my uh, favorite part about it is just some completely random dude who modeled for it. <laughs> like, 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 imagine you just walk through the park and someone's like, "Hey, stand for this this sculpture," and you're like. Okay. okay. And then, <laughs> I hope people don't piss on me until the rest of time. Yeah, that people are pissing on you for the next six centuries. Like, <laughs> well, as far as my statue would go, the only reason I'd be able to afford it is because I, I'd be living in like a uh, like a house that only has like space for one room. Um, a studio it wouldn't apartment. Wouldn't even finish. It, no, 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 no. Even smaller than a studio apartment. It like it'd probably be the size of this room that I'm living in right now. Or a, a digital artist. The, the, the walls wouldn't be finished. Like it'd all be like concrete, like you know, or not. Uh, it'll be cinder blocks, um, but like the outside isn't finished, and like there's no roof. There's, I just like have like some <laughs> metal, uh, like aluminum uh, 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 roof stuff. So it'd be like a shipping it, container. Well, sort of, or, yeah. Or like and half then, like, a shipping container, like basically like a favela, like house or whatever, like the the slums of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, I'd be something like living like, like yeah, but but in my front porch or not in, in my front like in, in front of my front porch, I guess it'd be my larger than life size statue of Batman from nineteen ninety seven movie Batman and Robin, the one with the protruding nipples. It'd be there for everyone to see. It should be on top of the shipping container. <laughs> this proves to me that people spend money on things that to improve. To, what is the saying? To impress people that they don't know. What? It won't impress people. It'll improve my property value. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would decrease the property value of your neighbors, <laughs> including Fuck em. Who including needs your Hoffel house. <laughs> um, all right, and Noah, did you did you suggest your purchase? No, I, mean, I was trying to think about it. I, I feel like a house is the most likely thing. Than yeah. anything else, but I know if not a house, I don't know maybe a boat. I've always thought it'd be kind of cool to own a boat. I know a guy who lives in a houseboat in Boston Harbor. Um, he says it's just about the same, you know, operational costs as a decent apartment, and he can sail it outside of the city whenever he wants. Yeah, I've also got a friend who's there doing their, like, they're in grad school for MIT, and they're, like, 
in California on a boat. <laughs> nice. Do they got like Wi-Fi or whatever? Oh yeah, they they have Wi-Fi and stuff. Um, they had dropped their phone recently. In the they water, to, they were able to get it. Yeah, in the water, they were able to get it because I think there was like a, it was a place where it was a little shallow enough, but they had to like like use like a powerful flashlight, I guess. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's a very like, um, packed crib they've got going on. Um, yeah, but they, I think they've been on it for the past couple months. It sounds like it would be neat, but I might get tired of it really quickly. That yeah. sounds like my wife's relationship with me. All right, enough I feel like we're on we're on par for a worse episode, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've had worse episodes. All right, you want to try and you want to try and prove it? <laughs> All right, number seven. When will you travel internationally next? When? Uh, when or where? When. When. Uh, I feel that's like an obvious, like after COVID. Yeah, but right? but you know maybe COVID ends, but you don't really like foresee yourself going somewhere internationally. No, I'm going international like as soon as possible. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I honestly I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna shave how, my head and have sunglasses. <laughs> Do it. Uh, I don't know why that got like a huge laugh out of you, but not, none, none, none of the other like handcrafted, you know, jokes that I had made in the past like hours so that I meticulously wrote over the past month <laughs> in preparation for this episode. Well, you know, they, so, some things just get you, you know. Um, speaking of Mr. Worldwide, um, I, I remember uh, <laughs> uh, uh, one, of, one of the um, in, in like, and I'm like, it looked like a movie. Um, that wasn't interesting either. Noah, when will you travel internationally next? Hadrian, I feel like these are all planned as well. All of these, these, these things you're saying, these suckers. I'm gonna tell them a story, and they're gonna think it's gonna be really funny, but it's just gonna be really normal. <laughs> you know, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Life is humorous. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably travel in like 2022. I don't have a passport that's valid right now. So oh. even if we are allowed to travel internationally, I, I won't be able to until I get that renewed. I guess the easy thing for me would be just like Mexico. I mean, it's just like it's, it's there. It's. <laughs> No, well, it's not there anymore for me. It's, it's always been there, Austin. Hector. Mexico didn't I, I, go anywhere. <laughs> it's always been there. We all know. You know but, but, but I guess, like, when I'm, like, home, home, like, at the border, like, it's, it's there. You know, I'm practically already, well, you know. Uh, so, yeah, Mexico would probably just be the easiest thing for me. The last place I've been to that was international that's not Mexico ever uh, was, was Italy. And I was like, junior spring. Yeah, I was surprised that y'all were able to afford that shit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, um, I couldn't enjoy it because I... You were sick as fuck, that's right. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was sick as fuck. And being in the Vatican uh, did not help. Uh, it was nice to see all the stuff, but I had hoped that, like, somehow, just, for some reason, like, it, it was just, you know, my, my, my cold would just, like, evaporate. Uh, it got worse. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you drink the and whole then, water? And then, it, and then it got even worse when we were climbing uh, 
uh, Mount Vesuvius. Oh God, I couldn't. Imagine or no, no, no. Was it? Was it? Wait, wait. Was it Vesuvius or is there another one there? I don't know. There are more than one mountain. Olympus, Etna. Uh, it might be. No, it was probably Vesuvius because we were at Vesuvio. Um, yeah, In yeah. It was probably case, there. I can't imagine climbing a fucking mountain while incredibly sick. That sounds horrible. Dude, the, 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 the climb up was like, it was like hard, but you know, it, it, whatever the climb down was the worst because all of a sudden, for some reason, the wind was just blowing extreme, like, like gusts at us. And it was extremely cold at, you know, and I didn't know it was going to be that cold when we were going to get onto the mountain. So I had like a very flimsy denim jacket and a shirt. Uh, and I was photos? going, I was walking down the mountain you know, I was, my head was pounding because of, just, you know, the, the cold that I had. Um, you know, tears were welling up. I thought I was going to have, like, a huge panic attack while I was, like, walking down because of just, like, how awful everything felt. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sounds terrible. That, that reminds me was, of, 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 of Miski when, when you went hiking at, like, 5 in the morning. Yeah. I don't know if you want to tell that story. Well, but Noah and I were at a house party at some Cruft house, um, and I was just very tired. And other people at the party were consuming beverages. But of course you weren't. Yeah. And uh, I got into a car at like 2 a.m. And I like, you know, fell asleep, not of my own accord necessarily in the car. And we went to the mountain and we got out of the car at like 5. And I was like in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. And it was pitch black outside. And it was raining. Um, and they were like, hey, climb that mountain. And I'm like, oh, what? And they're like, yeah, climb, climb the mountain. And I, I, I like... Begin running towards the mountain with a headlamp on. Were you still tired from the night before? I was still pretty tired from that night before the house party. Um, and I like climb up this mountain in the dark, up a waterfall while it's raining. Um, and, uh, and I finally get to the top wearing like just like a, a jacket, a, li- a light jacket, a, a shirt and some pants and some like worn out sneakers. And, uh, and you know, this Arctic blast blowing in my face and I'm like, I'm really cold. And then someone gave me a trash bag. So I, I like put my body in a trash bag and then like continued to like hike around the, t- the mountain range. And then we went down and, uh, I slept for a day. <laughs> I'm just looking at, this is going to be hard to recreate the actor's face right now. <laughs> I can't describe it. Oh my God. Sorry. That was very funny. I, it's, I, it's hard to I'm, explain. I'm 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 trying to imagine. Um, I'm trying to imagine one the picture of you like you know obviously getting and putting getting into a trash bag to like walk down the mountain because you were like drenched. But I'm also trying to imagine the people that were there that would have a trash bag while you're walking up the you know up the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I just keep that. Tra- I'm more concerned about. You just keep trash bags in your glove well, compartment. You keep a trash bag with you when you go up a mountain, so that way you can put all your like snack trash in it and wrap it up so you don't litter. That's why you have a trash bag when you go hiking. And yeah, but that's like only if you care about the environment. Yes, like <laughs> most people should. All right, the monolith, monolith should be destroyed no matter where it is. All right, next question. Uh, what would be your job of choice in an old western village? I'm a little confused at that last part. An old western, like old stereotypically western village, you know, with a saloon and horses everywhere and carriages and, uh, tr- you know, chugga chugga trains. I don't know. I'd probably be farming. Okay, farmer. Well, if you're a frontiers person, uh, you're not really doing a lot of farming if you live in the city. Oh, and, oh, well, okay. I, I thought you meant like just like just like in that time period because I was like, oh, well, you know, I'd just be straight up Mexican and I'd just be there at the border. <laughs> but but uh, but if you're talking about like like oh like let's say like you're at the frontier but like westward, right? Uh, manifest destiny bullshit and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, may, maybe like um, one of those people uh, who are uh, in charge of um, people who are on like wagon trails, I guess. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? Like, coach, like, cause, like people, a coachman? Uh, I, I guess if that's like the term for it, where like people are trying to go west, like say like or- Oregon or you know, some other state. Uh, and obviously the people who are like trying to make sure that everyone is safe. So and, you, you'd uh, be a, you'd be a travel agent. Basically. Yeah. It'd be, be basically be a travel okay. agent, I guess. Very luxurious career. All right. Who's next? Uh, I can go. I would, I, I, I'd work the bar at the saloon. I'd be the dude like wiping down the old crusty mugs, like looking with a <laughs> leery eye at people entering the door yeah, looking out for Clint Eastwoods. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> You'd have a shotgun. Wait, right I want to. I want to change. I want to change my job. I want to be in Noah's saloon, um, and I want to be the person at the poker table who always has like the worst cards and goes like, and then it throws his cards down in frustration, and then gets like a bottle of whiskey and just like tries to down it, but can't because like has cirrhosis of the liver, but doesn't know it because nobody knows what cirrhosis is. And then just kind of like sits there and wallows, and then plays the next game. And, and he's like, he, like I, and, and, and yeah, but like, like, uh, and then obviously has a room in the saloon because like it has like that stuff. So you're basically an NPC. Yeah, I am basically an NPC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I want to be a, a cartiersman or some sort of wagon wheel maker, and I would aim to make the most slick wheels, and I would try and drag race carriages around. <laughs> you know, pink slips only. I don't know. I'd probably sell like gold pans and pickaxes and shit. Yeah. General store. Pick up the ladies in your chrome rimmed wagon. (laughs) (laughs) These are 36 inch rims. Oh, God. All right. Next. Oh, we only have two more questions. Good, because we're we're at an hour 12 right now. All right. Next question is something obscure that which you'd be like, you'd like to become an expert. So it can't be, like, a common thing. Like, oh, I wish I was an expert at programming. All right, I'm looking for something obscure that you want to be an expert in. I'm already a professional programmer. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You've got three, PH- you got three PhDs in, in programming. But we're looking for obscurity. So an expert in something obscure, okay. I know it would take a lot of work, but Beanie Babies. <clears throat> Okay. I feel that's a common one, though. Really? It's not that obscure. I mean, I, I oh, like... Go back to the drawing board, then. Well, I, I feel like I've seen stories, like, maybe maybe in a book. Maybe in a book, actually. I don't remember. Maybe, or, or somewhere else where it's just, like, someone who's just, like, an extremely avid Beanie Baby collector. All right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> uh, hmm. Maybe you could be an expert on drawing boards. <laughs> um, all right i'll be an, i'll be uh, an expert on drawing boards i i think it'd be kind of cool to be an expert in fabric i don't know if it's that obscure but i i would like to be able to like feel like a piece of cloth or some clothing and be like ah oh, yes i know exactly what this is made out of like what the oh. weave pattern is this is cashmere that'd be pretty that'd be very impressive 86 percent polyester <laughs> Yeah, you would just be able to say this is cashmere or it's not cashmere. Mm. <laughs> I know Great. from cashmere. Anything else? Don't ask me. What is cashmere? 
the, the world's foremost cashmere expert. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, this whole thing like reminded me of uh, of uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite because isn't Napoleon like go goes to contests to try to figure out what like milk the like he's drinking from is like whether it's like spoiled or not. <laughs> or maybe even it's like oh, two two percent uh, spoiled and like I'm pretty sure that was from the movie. Hmm. Yeah, he does like the some farming competition. The milk milk sounds right. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't do that because again, it's it's from the movie, so derivative. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, like there was an obvious one that instantly came to me, but I like I don't know if it's um it's like it, maybe just like picking some obscure like uh, television show, like something that like nobody gives a crap about because it just had like zero following and just like being an expert on it and then going on Reddit and making a subreddit for it uh, and then being the moderator for it and then just, like, starting posting things by myself um, and then, like, just having, like, almost zero, like, people follow the subreddit except for me. Your own little kid. And then, and, th- and then on the alt account that I have for my pet dog. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't think of anything that isn't anything that I haven't already dabbled in because, like, I don't know, you can't really anticipate, or I can't really anticipate what new interest I could have in the future. So I was thinking of, like, you know, lighting or sound design. What's something that you started? Astral projection. Mm. That mm. might be right up your alley since you're a lighting person, right? <laughs> Astral projection. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought we finished the physics puns. <laughs> Wait, that's not, uh, a, that's not a physics pun. That's... <laughs> That's that's a lighting joke. <laughs> well, no, it, it's the different kinds of, uh, of of like projections for like like onto a two D space. You've got the Mercator projection, and you've got the astral projection. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say, um, haven't you like begun to dabble in something, but then stop because of you know one reason or another, and then now you, you know looking back, you're like, oh, what if I did get into that a bit more? Isn't that just a story of this year, like the pandemic, oh, the COVID story? Well, I mean, that is kind of why I brought up lighting because that's like that is something that I did for like three years ish. It's hard to practice lighting in your own home. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you can practice lighting in your own home. You have all these fucking smart bulbs around. That's true. Um, and, and 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 like, but it is something that like I wish that I was like better at. Um, I mean, like. Like you know, in theory, like 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 honestly, I probably would prefer to be like a sound like 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 you know mixer type person. Like that's that seems like it would be more up my alley in reality. Um, but like be, be, the, the problem, the only problem that I have with like doing lighting stuff is that like I am scared of heights. Mm. Um, so it's a terrible career if you're scared of heights. Because um, like you know, I was I was working in a theater once. I'm not going to say what theater this is because I don't want to. I don't want to a snitch. I'm not a snitch. Um, <laughs> But like basically, like the, their their only way of installing lights was like via extension ladder. Or no, they had a genie lift and an extension ladder, and I was chosen to be the extension ladder person. And like the extension ladder like bowed as you climbed it, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking die in this theater, and I didn't good good enough. But um, like I, I don't want to be doing shit like that like for the rest of my life, like walking into a theater and be like, oh, all we have for you is this thing that we made out of uh, sticks and saliva. Um, so, you know, just climb this 40 foot, uh, thing and you'll, and you know, we'll, we'll pay you like $16 an hour. That's above minimum wage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyone else, uh, want to be an expert in anything obscure? 
If not, we can move to the last question. I think we did all of them. I think everyone spoke. Okay. All right. As a, as a percentage, how much power do you have over what you do as an occupation currently? How much power? How much power you have over what you do currently as your occupation. Do you mean like, you mean like in the workspace or like over like your career as a whole? I would like both percentages. Well, what workspace? My workspace is like here. So what percentage do you say you'd have power over becoming a grad student in physics at UT? And what percentage within being a grad student at UT, the work that you do as a grad student at UT? I don't know. I just I just I I, I just go to my, my, my living room and 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 turn on the TV and, and, and play video games. So zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not joking. I mean it's, it's like, I mean well for the most part and then like the other part of the day I just like open my laptop and then like you know that thing from um, Clockwork Orange where they uh, uh, get yeah, like uh, the Ludovico technique? Yeah, I do that on myself and I'm just like reading lecture notes. <laughs> and that's like the only way that I can like absorb all this stuff. I'm not, I'm partially joking on that bit. I actually kind of just do, do that. <laughs> as far as like power goes, I don't know. Like I haven't, I haven't, you know, I don't have a, I'm not in a group yet. I'm, that's what I'm hoping. That's what next semester I, I get to do in the spring. You're not a groupie yet? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a groupie yet. Um, especially, mostly because uh, you know it's very difficult to find a group on like over Zoom or just not even like over well over Zoom, but also just like virtually. Like you know, it's yeah. hard to talk to professors without like a specific like setting. And actually, there, there's a useful class that it counts as like a uh, like it's like a filler class where you just like take it to like kind of like you know so that you have like your Three class limit, I guess, as a grad student. So you really have two classes, but then this one's like, ah, you just like have it. And it's like every week professors like present the research and you can like. It sounds like you should do that so you can figure out which group you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what pretty much this is this, the, the point of this class. So I'm hoping I'll be able to use that to find a, a professor right. in a group that, that, you know, would be would be good for me. But it's, it, I don't know, it's, it's still tough just because. There are like some people that I want to work with, but you know, I got no hecking clue what they're doing now, and also what their group is doing, just because I can't go to the physics department because it's yeah. all closed. So I don't know. I mean, if I'm not a TA, then I'm just gonna be like sleep part of the time, and then the other part of the time playing video games or watching movies. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't want to, I guess, BS the, the answer to this question just because I, I, I generally have no clue. I would imagine in normal, non-pandemic times, uh, there are, I guess, as most in most, I guess, colleges, there's, like, grad student, like, groups and stuff. I don't know if there's, like, a union or anything here. Make one. Um, <laughs> don't say that shit out loud, Misky. Jesus. <laughs> um, so... As far as in that respect, I, I I think within the department there might be a few things, but I don't know. I I'm gonna have to see. Like it's like no, at MIT, I like generally knew the ins and outs of like what a student, you know, whether the physics major or not, like can and can't do. A lot of a lot of, a lot of can't. Um, I have no idea at UT yet. I would imagine it's far worse than MIT. For me. I would say that I have greater than fifty percent power in have, have finding the in finding the occupation in the field that I'm in, and 
within my job currently as a new hire, I have a very minimal amount of power over what project I get to choose to work on because I'm being asked to work on projects. Um, so it's definitely like 10, 20%. Although I have some agency in being like, oh, I like to do this and I like to do that. Okay, so then these people contact me about that work. So, yeah. I, th- I think what's uh, like interesting about that, at least like for, for, for me, um, and, and maybe maybe I won't end this one with, oh, that wasn't interesting, um, is that um, like because of where I work, um, I'm not going to give a whole bunch of details on it because I don't want to. Um, I like, like we work on projects that are basically, I guess, like handed to us, like on our team. So it's, so what's kind of interesting about this is that like I, I can sort of like, you know, um, like provide some amount of feedback on how I feel about the projects um, that I'm working on. But, you know, and, and like they, they, they do try to like, 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 you know, people say like, oh, like, are you interested in working on this? Like, can you make time for this project? All of that sort of stuff. Um, but and, and, you know, like, I don't know how much of that, like. Um, is like a sort of like one of those things where it's like, you know, societal pressure of like, you know, you're always expected to say yes, like under, under all circumstances or not. Especially at work. Yeah. It's Uh, like, you know, pack those boxes. Well, you know, I don't (laughs) feel Well, this is obviously not (laughs) that kind of work. Yeah, it's different. But um, (laughs) like basically like, like, you know, I, I, like, like I assume that I might have the, like, so so at least some autonomy to say yes or no to things. Yeah. Like at a certain point, like you hit like a, a level of, of, uh, of, of the chain of command where you do, where you have less autonomy um, or like less perceived autonomy, like, like, hmm. like in whatever sense where it's just kind of like, Oh, like your team has to like take on this project because there are these projects that we have to do like as an organization. And like, it's been a, like, you know, you, you can't help, but like take, you know, certain kinds of projects or like you have to like allocate those projects to different teams within the organization. Like just because it's like, Oh, this is the, you know, we're, we're taking this project from this group of people because they have a bunch of money and like, whether like you want to do the project or not, like somebody has, somebody within this group has to do the project. So somewhere down some, along the, along the hierarchy, this changes based on who's above you and who's below you. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think it doesn't change in like, in like, you know, a linear graph where it's like the more higher up you are, the more autonomy you have. Mm. Um, at least, at least where I work specifically, which I'm not going to give details on on the I, podcast. I understand what you're talking about totally though. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it in other jobs. Interesting. Noah, any uh, percentiles, percentages to give? Yeah. I, I feel like in my, my career or like life in general, I, I do feel like I have a strong sense of control. Like even though I am in school now, I that was a choice I made, so I don't, I didn't necessarily have to be in school. Uh, so in in that sense, I have a. It's hard to not be in school and find a fucking job in this economy. Let me tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 in, so in that sense, I like I do have a, a high, you know, share of control. But but then like within the school context, I feel like it's fairly limited. Because, you know, there's only so much flexibility you have in, in terms of submitting assignments and doing work in order for it to be acceptable. And, you know, there, there like, while there is flexibility, there are requirements and, and guide rails on what you can do with your time. Yeah. And I don't make any of the rules, so I'm, you know, you know students are at the mercy of, of the school for the most the part. The people who are running the classes, people who are running the department, yeah. So, with these lasting notes 
um, I guess the moral of the story is that all four of us are trying to gain more power. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, like, um, well, I like, 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 you know, I, I don't want you speaking for everybody. No, no, I, I, I'm joking, of course. But, but in my in my particular case, I would say that, like, you know, I, like I am a I am a fairly particular person. I don't know if you've noticed from knowing me for years. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> um, and so, like, of course, I, I'm always like trying to figure out like how I could maintain more control over my time. Um, but at the same time, I have also sort of like, you know, run into the the thing that like, you know, you can't, you, you have to exist in the world with other people. So at a certain point, there is a there is a sort of like maximum limit of how much power you get to have over your time. Not everyone can be CGP Grey. <laughs> yeah, is, is is one thing that I've learned. Um, because he's the most particular person I've ever heard of in my entire fucking life. Um, like, he, like he, he doesn't sound like a nice guy. No. Um, but, but like, like for those of you who are are, are not are not aware, <laughs> uh, first of all, CGP Gray is a he makes viral YouTube videos. Um, second of all, if you've ever listened to him on a podcast, um, he talks about like his life. Um, in, in, like he, he's very good at like hyper rationalizing his life, and he like basically is on a quest to like maintain as much control over his time as possible and to like sort of like, you know, reduce like all the stress factors and whatever and all this kind of stuff and just like not be beholden to anyone else, like to any schedules or anything like that. Um, and like, yeah, I listened to his podcast for years. Uh, and then at a certain point I was just like, this guy's fucking <laughs> not great person. Uh, like, 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 because, because at, like at a certain point, like what, when you are on like, uh, like that sort of like, quest for this this sort of thing like you know you 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 sort of are like you you become out of touch with the rest of humanity um and like in in a way that like i found like like the way that it manifested in him i I started to find disturbing you know as i started to develop as a person myself um in college and so that was my whole situation with with that person in particular um but yeah, um, that is kind of the thing is that you run into a wall. And then also like I, I have begun to appreciate like during these pandemic times, um, the fact that you do need to like work with other people to get things done. Like, like you will never like, like, like people like, like I, like I, I, hmm. I don't want to be too general. Like, cause this is a bad habit of mine. Like I, I, I tend to speak more generally than I mean to. Um, but like I have found um, that like, I will probably never be satisfied like a hundred percent with like anything that I do. Um, and so like, you know, if, if there are other people involved and like, you know, they like solely my creative vision or whatever, or, or, or sort of like, you know, make a decision, like a political decision or something like that, that I don't agree with. Um, and I have to like, you know, arrive at some sort of compromise, uh, with, with, with other people to like, get something out of it. Like it is frustrating for me because of the kind of person that I am. Um, but at the same time, like there, like, you know, I like no matter who's involved in the process, even if it's just me, like there are compromises that have to be made and sort of like things that, uh, end up not turning out the way that like, that I would want them to like. And so, but, but, but the difference is that when you work with other people, you can get things done faster. Um, and also like, like, uh, have more of an, like, like, and as a result, like have more of an impact, like not just in creative or things, but in most, like, you know, in most things, Mm -hmm. this is something that I've noticed, you know, over the past few years. Um, and so like, and so for me personally, like, you know, despite being a very particular person, like, I, I think that, um, I have grown to sort of appreciate like working, you know, with other people, like 
and groups and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I am still sort of like going to continue to be particular about things. I'm going to continue to insist on editing this podcast, for instance. Um, but yes, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but like, you know, overall, like I, I am trying to like catch myself um, well, not really. Like, like I, I have like a thought in the back of my head of just like, you know, maybe sometimes I should catch myself, um, like being like way too like, you know, particular, uh, yeah, particular and control freaky and just, and just sort of remember the things that I've just said in the past couple of minutes. Any other morals? Thank you for sharing that. That was actually, sorry, I shouldn't just glance over that. That was very thoughtfully put. Mm. Any other morals? All right. No more morals, nothing to learn. All right, that's how I like it. <laughs> Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Counting uh, dead people's votes. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, we were living in some weird times. <laughs>